Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a wealthy ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it, just a tiny little minute, but in eternity, and our eternities are all wrapped up in it. Hello everybody, this is Dr. Willie Jolly coming to you one more time, and I'm grateful for another time to come to you again with a message to help you grow and go to the next level. I hope you're ready for a great learning and inspiring message today from a great guest. You're going to be inspired by my guest today, but I'm excited for another opportunity because I'm grateful for all the great things that have been happening and all the great people who have been emailing me and reaching out to me saying, I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I want you to continue to make this a weekly part of your uh, existence. Put it in your calendar, put it in your phone, make an appointment. Don't miss this show because this show brings the best and the brightest thought leaders from around the globe every week. And they are here to help you grow and go to the next level. I want to give a couple things I want to shout out. One, I want to shout out everybody who has uh, been uh, emailing about our new book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. If you did not hear the interview, you can uh, get some information on our website as well as podcasts. And you can just go to jollymarriage.com, jollymarriage.com and uh, learn more about the book. Now, you know, I start every show by that one minute. Uh, It's God's Minute that was uh, written by Dr. Benjamin Mays, who was Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor. And I also take a moment at the beginning of a show to give God some glory, give God some praise, give him thanks for everything, for strength and health and life. You know, I am grateful that this show is now the number one self-help show in America. I am grateful that I am able to go around giving speeches to major corporations and and, uh, associations globally. I am grateful that uh, our other books continue to sell well. A setback, set up for a comeback. It only takes a minute to change your life. Turn setbacks into greenbacks. An attitude of excellence. Chicken soup for the Christian soul. I am grateful for my music that's doing well. I'm grateful for our one-man show that we're starting to tour. I'm grateful for all of the things that have been happening, but I'm most grateful for life. Woo! 
and strength and health. I'm grateful for another opportunity. And every time I get an opportunity, I am grateful. So I am grateful most of all for God blessing me and I give him glory. And so I say to you often, your God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with your life. So do something magnificent with your life. And my guest today is someone who has done something magnificent with his life. I'm going to bring him on. First, I want to make sure everybody knows we want to give a shout out to Shirley Lou. Shirley Lou Finance. Uh, go to Shirley Lou Finance. She has been a, a friend. She's been saying I'm, I'm part of the team and she just wants to make sure everybody knows about all she's doing. Go to Shirley Lou Finance and get her Castle Key soft software for your family and friends if you go to shirleyloufinance.com shirleyloufinance.com and get the uh, free gift she has for you and just tell her Willie Jolly sent you this way all right very good now I am ready for my guest my guest is a mover shaker I I met him uh, my friend George Frazier's uh Frazier-Net, and uh, my god this guy is one of the one of the great ones in our community, one of the great ones in our our community as well as our lives. He is a, a chairman, the chairman of the Global Automi- Automotive Alliance, co-managing partner of MGM Grand Detroit Casino, CEO of Bearwood Management Company, and co-owner of five black-owned newspapers. He, at the age of 45, his entrepreneurial career first began at McDonald's. He was a McDonald's franchise, one of the first in a country African-American. He uh, started in Detroit, Michigan. Later in 1989, he founded an automotive manufacturing company and grew it into Global Automatic uh, Automotive Alliance, a conglomerate of logistics and manufacturing companies with more than $1.5 billion, bu- 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 billion in sales and eight plants in the United States and Canada. He, uh, they, usually, they currently service corporations such as Boeing, Mercedes-Benz, Ford, General Motors, Chrysler, Delphi, Johnson Controls, Starbucks, Home Depot, and Merck Pharmaceuticals. He's a student. He's a learner. He has pledged a million dollars to the new African American Museum uh, in Washington and did. He's just a mover shaker, my friend, the one and only Dr. Bill Picard. Brother Bill Picard, are you there? Yes. Talking loud. Being proud, and I like the way you open up, man. I like that. I oh like that. man, <laughs> thank you. Look, give him praise. Give, give him praise. praise. You got it. That's right. Give him praise. You know it, and that's one of the reasons why we we connected. When the moment we met each other, we was like, bam, we just connected. Because it's that well, spirit. Man, I've, been re- I've been reading your stuff for years, but as you were going through your praise worship, that's what I called it. Your praise worship. I thought I was back in Brooklyn. Because I flew all the way to short to hear from the Reverend Dr. Bernard. And man, what a teacher. A.R. Bernard. Oh, man. I, a, I was impressed. I was impressed. He's a great guy. He's a great teacher, great, great preacher, great, great inspirer. So you've uh, just been a person who has made it happen over the years. you got a new book called Millionaire Moves, Seven Proven Principles of Entrepreneurship. I gave them the kind of thumbnail scale of who you are and where you come from. Why don't you tell them a little more about Bill Picard, Dr. Bill Picard, and where he came from and his story? Well, man, it's simple. Every now and then, God sees fit to take an ordinary brother or an ordinary sister and empower he or she to do extraordinary things. Amen. I was in school, man. I went to college, man. I, I was the club, be a social worker. I thought if I became a social worker, I could get a job like 
Whitney Young in the National Urban League. I mean, that was my ultimate goal in life, was to be CEO of the National Urban League. Wow. And I, I was on my way, got a PhD, and then God stepped in and changed the dynamics of it. Wow. And the rest is it. God can take an ordinary and create extraordinary. Isn't that right? Every day. He does it every day. It's all around us. You know, sometimes, you know, we get so excited about what we see and hear on the media and stuff like that. <laughs> and yet in our neighborhood, they are brothers and sisters, grandmas, aunts, uncles, who are doing extraordinary things, making a way out of no way. And we become so accustomed to that, we think it's ordinary. Yes. But it's extraordinary things being done by ordinary people that have brought us to the years. Absolutely. That's that's the truth. Now, you started as a social worker, and then you were also part of the NAACP, and you were uh, picketing these companies that uh, were not uh, supporting African-American uh, workers, businesses, business people, community folks. And, you, and out of that, you saw there were some opportunities as well. What made you get the entrepreneurial bug after being part of the NAACP? Well, man, my first real job in life was in Cleveland, Ohio, 1966, working for the NAACP. I started with the Urban League one year. Then I went over to the NAACP, man. And I saw black folks in Cleveland, Carl Stokes, Mayor, Mr. W.O. Walker, had a newspaper called the Cleveland Call and Post, the Columbus Call and Post, Cincinnati Call and Post. He had nine newspapers in the state of Ohio. I said, my God, man, these black folks are serious. And then we launched a boycott against the McDonald's hamburger people. And the rest is history. And I saw black folks in Cleveland. We put that red, black, and green flag up there in 1967. And black folks stopped eating hamburgers, stopped eating french fries, and stopped drinking those cold Coca-Cola. And it brought McDonald's down because there was not one black owner in America in 1967. Wow. Wow. And so uh, you said to them, you know what, this is an opportunity, and they obviously said to you too, well, we know what, we want to do some business. (laughs) Let's make it happen. That's about how it went down, man, because Cleveland, uh, we had the first black McDonald's owner was a brother over in Chicago named Herbert. So they were reacting to the situation in Cleveland, and they started finding brothers over in Chicago because McDonald's was headquartered in Chicago. Right. But out of that, they said one day, are there any of you in this group that want to go to Detroit? And I raised both hands. Wow. Both hands. And one feet. Or should I say one foot? I'm sorry. <laughs> one foot. <laughs> and so you went over from Cleveland to Detroit, and you started, you took advantage of that opportunity. And that's one of the things you talk about in your book. You talk about there are seven principles that help you become a multimillionaire, help you grow your business. Let me tell you what, what Kathy Hughes, a founder and chairperson of TV One, Radio One, said. An extraordinary book from a super extraordinary human being. 
Uh, Judge Greg Mathis said, I was fortunate to work under Dr. Pickering's tutelage as an employee and later as a community leader. The wisdom and life lessons he shared are transformational. So he talked, you talk about your, your, your vision and the, the fact you got to get a vision for your future. Talk about, a, a, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to, before I get into the book, I want people to get that their pencils and pens out, their, their iPads, their iPhones, their, their whatever they use to take some notes because he's going to school you on how he became a multimillionaire, how he built a billion-dollar business, and how you can do the same and how you can do it just being an ordinary person. He, I mean, this guy makes you feel so down-to-earth because he is one of God's great creatures and great beings. And so we're going to be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge it looks like a backstage pass click it you'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow all we want in return all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give the more you get this is dr willie jolly have a great day and we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly with my special guest, Dr. P- Bill Picard. He is the author of Millionaire Moves, but uh, that's the new book. But you know him from his success story. He has been able to create massive success across many platforms. He was an owner of a, one of the first African-American owners of a McDonald's franchise, built, built that into a big business. And then he got into automotive business and built the global Automotive Alliance, that is a $1.5 billion in sales uh, company with eight plants across the United States and Canada. He also uh, works with uh, a number of other business units and business opportunities, and he has this book that is just phenomenal on how he did it and how you can do the same. So uh, let's talk about first what it was that made you go. You went to McDonald's because the opportunity that was there, and how did you build McDonald's into such a successful business unit. Well, I must admit, you know, people all time say, well, pick art. You have a master's in social work. You got a PhD in social work. You work for the Cleveland Urban League. You work for the Cleveland NAACP. How did you go from being a social worker to going in to get one of the first black McDonald's owners in America? I said, now listen, let me tell you, this is what God can do. I mean, Cleveland, Ohio, it's 1967. We have this poor car to go against McDonald's, but in town came a gentleman by the name of Reverend Ike. Jolly, this, I raised my hand to God. This is what happened. Reverend Ike came to town, and I went to here. Uh-huh. And Reverend Ike said something that arrested me. 
He said the best way to help poor people, don't be one. I said, uh-oh, I got to change this up. I got, I got to change this up, brother. And from there, I said, God's truth, Willie. I flipped over to McDonald's. And people always say, well, pick, how did you get the money? Now, this is 1971, Jolly. Right. I'm working for the NAACP in the Urban League, and I'm getting my PHMD at Ohio State. You know I ain't got no money. Right, right. But this is what God can do. On a Sunday afternoon in October of 1970, I went to an Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity meeting at the Ohio State University Student Union. And I said to one of the young bros that, man, if I could get my hands on $10,000, I can hook up with two other brothers who are buying a McDonald's franchise in Detroit, Michigan. He said, are you serious? I said, yeah, man, I'm serious. He said, you got the student loans? I said, man, I'm on a fellowship. He said, go over there and talk to Brother John Hall. He works in financial aid. Willie, I'm not lying. I went over there and talked to Brother Hall. That was on Sunday about 4.30. Tuesday, I went to the student financial aid office, filled out the paperwork. He gave me a check for 10 thousand dollars. Wow. Now, I must admit, that was 1969. If he had given me that same $10,000 in 1959, I'd have brought me a loan, just in a quarter in Flint, Michigan, with a drop top and yellow car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would have brought me a fine juice in a quarter. <laughs> but my life, my values had changed. Right, right. And I took that $10,000, man, and two other brothers. We bought a McDonald's franchise in Detroit, Michigan. It opened on March 14th, 1971 at 10 a.m. Wow. And God has been blessing us ever since, man. Wow. 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 And, and, and uh, you went from McDonald's. How many uh, uh, stores or, or, or restaurants did you have at, at McDonald's? At, uh, at my peak, by the way, there were three of us. Uh-huh. One brother died very okay. early. My best friend in the world, Dr. Raymond Stone, he died very early. I think we were in our late 30s. Died. Okay. So the other brother named Belvin Garrett, he was in Texas, and I stayed in Detroit. And I got to tell you something, man. I, now, you know, I was in Cleveland, okay? Right. I'm, I'm in Detroit thinking that one day I'll go back to Cleveland. Yes. And I'm driving down Woodward Avenue one day. I would never forget it, Jolly, because sometimes God gives you a lesson, and you don't even understand there's a blessing in the lesson. Right, so right. This one, there was a guy named uh, Mike, Michael the Lover was a disc jockey. He came on every day from about 3 to 7, Michael the Lover. And Michael was from Cleveland also. He said, but you know what? He said, I'm from Cleveland. I love Cleveland, Ohio. But here in Detroit, we got more black folks than Cleveland got people. Wow. I said, what did he just say? In 1971, man, there was almost a million people in Detroit. And 700,000 of them were black folks. Wow. I said, this is it. I'm saying I ain't going to never leave, and I haven't left, by the way. <laughs> and at my peak, I had, I had that most McDonald's I ever had was 11. I had 11 McDonald's. 11? Then, wow. 11. had 11. But you know, there's a Chinese proverb that says, as one eats, the appetite becomes a weapon. As one so eats. Say that again. Is, say that again. Chinese proverb says, as one eats, the appetite becomes a weapon. You want more and more. Mm. So, I thought I would go try to get me a, uh, a Ford dealership. I met a man named Dr. Francis Albert Corner. He was the head of the Detroit Urban League. He graduated from North Carolina Central University 
in Durham, North Carolina in 1931. Mm. But he was a good friend of Henry Ford, the real Henry Ford II. Wow. He said, if you behave yourself, keep your nose clean, I will take you to meet Henry Ford. Read my book. I'm not lying, Jolly. He took me to the renowned Henry Ford II. Everybody in Detroit knows they call him the Deuce. Right. The Deuce. And right. He could, rock, he, could, he could rock America. And so he said, Henry, this is my boy. He's my fraternity brother. And he want to be, one day he want to be a dealer. And Mr. Ford said, dealer? He said, I don't need no more dealers. I need black suppliers. Mm. And Jolly, on that day, I left his office with an application to become a dealer and to become a supplier. And praise God, I chose to become a supplier. Wow. That's what I did. That's exactly what. And then you started the supply company. Now you, you got a McDonald's business. You, now you start this supply company to, to supply. And what did, you, what did you make? The first thing we made, I had bought a company in bankruptcy called Regal Plastics. I, bought, I opened up, I think, in October 1st, 1983. It was in bankruptcy. We bought it out of bankruptcy. And you know what their number one product was? Remember in the old days, those shift the knobs when you hit the car, when you hit the shift on the floor? Yes. The knob had a little plastic. We made those plastic knobs. Some were red, some were green, some were black, some were wrapped in leather. That was my first product. You made the knobs. That's right. And somebody got to make the knobs. Why not you? <laughs> now, why not me? I got to this, man. Yes. So I got a little publicity started doing well, and one day I get a call. This is the God's truth, man. I get a call off of Avon, and they said, look, if you inject your mold, and, you know, we buy the caps that go on our perfume and things like that. We're like, come on, talk with you. They came out. They gave us a contract, and you might have forgotten this, but one time Avon had a men's fragrance called Mr. B, Billy D. Williams, and we made the cap that goes on to the top of the box. What? Yeah, man. Oh, Lord. It was a journey, brother. It was a start. Oh, this is amazing. This is a great story, folks, about... Now, you know what Madam C.J. Walker said? What'd she say? She said, I got my start by giving myself a start. Mm. You got to get up every morning and make something happen. So people said to me, Pickard, wait a minute, man. You went to school to be a social worker. Now you have multi-million dollar companies all over this country. I mean, what, what, what's up? I said, let me tell you something, young brother. Talent is one thing. Hustle is another. Mm. And I'll bet you every day that hustle will be talent when talent doesn't hustle. Come on! <laughs> Woo! Folks, I hope you're getting this. Talent is one thing, and hustle is another. And I agree with them. Every day, hustle will be talent when talent does not hustle. Come on, somebody. Come on now. You know, that's the absolute truth. And, folks, this is why he has been able to build his, this business, because he's willing to hustle. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, uh, good things come to those who wait. They get the leftovers of those who hustle. And so you got to hustle. You got to get up and hustle. You got to make them calls. You got to talk to people. You got to get a five-foot rule. If they five-foot, start to talk to them about your dream and your goals and what you're trying to do. You got to hustle. And that's what you did, obviously. Every day. I, I was on Roland Martin's show one morning, and one of the young men said, well, Dr. Picard, what's the difference between being rich 
and being wealthy. I said, oh, my God. I said, when you're wealthy, you're like Oprah Winfrey. Your money works for you while you sleep. But when you're rich, like Roland Martin and I, you've got to get up every morning and hustle. You've got to make something happen every day. I'm rich. Yes. Every day i got to make something happen, man. That's Every exactly. day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Now, I, ain't, I ain't bragging, but, brother, I've been very, very blessed. Got all the things that I ever dreamed about in life. But every day I get up, I got to make something happen. You got to keep making it happen. And, folks, that's what I like about Bill Picard because he, uh, he does not stop hustling. He does not stop working, even though he has built a very successful business. You know, I told you earlier, it's the $1.5 billion, b- 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 billion in sales. He still sees himself as, as a guy out here hustling, a guy out here working every day, because he has not forgotten from whence he's come. He has not forgotten the, the bridge that brought him across. And so I'm grateful for him being able to be on with us. And now, now what, what, what is it that, that drove you uh, besides the fact that you had to hustle, that drove you to keep going, even when you started having some of the things you you never thought you'd have. Because I thought it was easy. Okay, <laughs> it was easy, man. I mean, hey, when I, you know, when I collect most guys, I grew up in a little town called Flintfish, and you know, everybody take a few chances to do a few things in life growing up in urban areas. You know, I yes. never was just drugs and stuff like that. But I said, look at man, when you get to this level. When I had four or five McDonald's, I said, my God, my responsibility now is just to get people and inspire them and motivate them that they can watch these three or four McDonald's while I go off and develop two or three more. Yes. And jolly, I decided on something very early in my life, and it served me well. Most of the people in my top management, whether it was McDonald's, whether it was Global Automotive, they had equity in the business. Equity in the business. They had a part ownership. of They had a piece of the pie. Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick station identification. Be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for years, I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back with Bill Picard, Dr. Bill Picard. You said one of the secrets you learn is equity in the business because when people are uh, in- engaged at the next level, they work harder. What, is, what did you learn? How is it that equity and, and making people part of the par- party make a, a major difference? Well, I'll give, let me give you two crazy examples. First of all, from the day I went into business, in those days, McDonald's and Detroit, you make your money on Friday, Saturday, and hopefully Thursday night. 
So, you know, I'm from the streets. I know people. I know my people. I love my people. But you know what? Brother Jolly, I always pay brothers and sisters on Monday. You didn't get paid when you worked with me on Friday. No, you didn't get paid on Friday. Right, right. We all get paid on Monday. Right. <laughs> because I want to make sure you come to work on Friday and Saturday. I got to have you on Friday and Saturday. So, Monday, you pick up your check. Because you know there are some people, of course, not nobody we know, that get paid on Friday and they disappear on Saturday. Yes. You know, the spectators the, uh, the in town are going to the concert on Saturday. I can't come to work. Or your my, my mother-in-law died. Well, she done died three times now, so what else is new? No, we're going to pay everybody on Monday. Another thing I learned, man, is that when you got a piece of the pie, and if you're going to get, if you're going to steal a little bit, you're stealing some from yourself. Right, right. But I, I gave everybody hope because out of my life, I have put 14 black families in business with McTuck. Wow. Wow. 14. And I can call the names. There's a brother in Youngstown, Ohio. We grew up together in Flint, Michigan, named Hurt Washington. He got 51 McDonald's today. 51? 51 in Youngstown, Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. Cousin Justin Pickard in Cincinnati, Ohio. He got 15 McDonald's today. Wow. So share, share the wealth, man. Every, every, this, look, that's enough out here for everybody. Everybody can do this. That's right. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Let me go through a couple of these principles that you talk about in here. Uh, vision and attitude. They represent man. foresight and the ability to sustain an image of something that has not yet manifested. Talk about that. Well, the, well, the Bible says the best I can ever say. Without vision, the people perish. Yeah, the people perish. Without vision. And your, your attitude determines your altitude in life. Yes. So you got to have a vision. you got to have a positive attitude. But then, I like what Drake says. Drake says you must put the work in. Got to work the work in. W-O-R-K. Drake says you must put the work in. Because when you put the work in, one day, your idol will become your friendly rival. Look mm. out, Daisy. Come Thank on. You <laughs> but you must put the work in. you got to put the work in. You got to. Got to do it. Well, you also talk about you gotta gotta let go of yesterday. Got to. I, I'm not worried too much about yesterday because I got to make something happen today and tomorrow. Yes. And, and you know, I, and I, I I I I'm so proud of this fact. I'm gonna give you, Willie. There were many times on Wednesday when I knew I had to make payroll on Friday. I had to pay the meat man. I had to pay the bond man. And there was no money left in the deal. Yes. But I never missed the payroll in 48 years being a McDonald's owner. Now, I missed a lot of payroll. Right. But my employees have never missed the payroll. Right, right. So I'm a strong believer in man, and that you gotta, you got to feed the troops first. Feed the troops first. Feed the, the troops first. That's right. That's right. That's right. And the Bible talks about that. You know, you look at how the Bible encourages you. Take good care of those around you. Take care of people. Now, you talk about be serious about saving. He oh said people with a poverty mentality are mirrored and are materialistic because they are fake it because you never make it mantra. Come on, somebody. Can't do it. Well, my granddaddy was a Ph.D. from the third grade. You know, <laughs> <laughs> said, look here, boy. 
All your assets should not be on your ass. Amen. Amen. To this day, Jordan, to this day, I don't put my assets on my ass. That's right. I don't, I don't, and then nothing wrong with getting dressed. My girlfriend looks beautiful. My daughter looks beautiful, but guess what? I'm good. Amen. I ain't got to broadcast what I got because I know what I have. It ain't on my ass. Amen. Know? Amen. He talk about reading and, and developing yourself. And I, I was impressed with that. Talk about that. How, how you got to develop your thinking. Every day. Every day when you get up. Now, in my life, I get up every morning. I'm looking at Flipboard every morning. I want to know what happened last night. I don't want to see that shit on CNN and Fox. I want to read something that somebody wrote last night this morning. So I'm reading all day. I'm reading everything I can get my hands on. Some things I read, and I try to read them again and again and again. But you must stay informed. I mean, take something as serious as an automobile. Now I'm going to make a prediction here. Now I'm, I'm black. Yes. I'm going to make a prediction. Most white folks in this, com- in this country, USA, by 2025, which is only, what, eight years away? Yes. We will be riding around in autonomous automobiles. Autonomous automobile, ones that drive themselves. And they will not gas up at your Sunoco and your gas station. They will pull in there and they will get charged up and they will go about their business and they'll be on electricity and the car will pick your ass up in the morning and take you to work. And all those people that have those parking lots downtown where they robbing their brothers and sisters every day to park the car. Yes. They better do something else with that land because they don't need to park cars because you get out your car, your car going back where they pick up the next person, then they come back and get Wow. This ain't fantasy. Wow. We don't call it. We call it mobility. It ain't about driving. It's about mobility. How you get somebody from Washington, D.C. to Virginia. Yes. It's mobility. It's and mobility. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And those, who, and those who are talking, thinking, and acting on it now are those who will, will, won't be left behind and miss, miss the boat. Sad but true. It's true. You know, the, the, beautiful, the, the beautiful thing about it is our community, our community has always been a community that could grasp anything once we were exposed to it. Yes. And, and it's true. You would never be what you cannot see. Right, right. If you, if you can't see it, you won't be it. Right. And, and Jesse Jackson said something I love. He said, a man at the top of the mountain, with cataracts at both eyes, can see more than the man at the bottom of the mountain with 2020 vision. Yes. Oof. Come on, somebody. So you got, you've got to be working hard to get climb that mountain. In my book, A Setback Set Up for a Comeback, I said there are three types of people. There are the quitters, the, cli- the campers, and the climbers. The quitters look at the mountain, and they quit, and they stay at the bottom. Then you got the Ooh. campers. The campers get about halfway up. They get in the camp at, uh, at base camp, and they settle for a job. They get there for 40 years. They get a little house, a little car, and they stay at their place a camp because it's comfortable and they stay there for 40 years but then the climbers they get to base camp they get a little refreshment but they keep climbing they got to go through avalanches they got to go through snowstorms they got to go through all sorts of prior bodies and difficulty but they get to the summit because they keep trying well you know what brother man that reminds me of what we said a moment ago about vision yes what do you see and you know that was a woman in America born down in Alabama named Helen Keller. Yes. 
and, and, and that time they called her blind, deaf, and dumb. Yes. But they would say she's a special needs person. Yes. But this woman learned how to communicate with those who had special needs in the 1920s and 1930s. Her name was Helen Keller. Yes. And she went around the world helping communities understand how to communicate with the blind, the deaf. She came back to America. A reporter met at the dock. There were no planes at that time. Right. They said, well, Mrs. Keller, you've been all over the world. What is the one thing that you think is the most pathetic thing faced with mankind and womankind? She said, that's easy. The most pathetic thing in the world is a man or a woman with 20-20 sight and no vision. Come on, somebody. Oh, that's why I love talking to Bill Picard. Folks, uh, Bill, Millionaire Moves, where can they buy this incredible oh book? Oh, my God. We, thanks to George Frazier, man. We've been number one on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com and you can get Millionaire Moves. And I guarantee you two things. If you really get into the principle of the seven steps of this book, your life is going to improve dramatically. Yep. Dramatically. Dramatic. what I'm excited about. Once you really give it to your children and your grandchildren, because you know there's an old proverb that says, if you want to see the future and you want to live for one year, just plant some corn. Because in one year you'll have corn to eat. The other guy says, well, I want to go, I want to go 10 years. He says, okay, 10 years you want to harvest some plant trees. Because in 10 years, you'll have a big, productive tree. There was another dude who said, no, 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 no. I'm worried about 100 years. He said, what did you say? He said, don't worry about 100 years. He said, if you want to prepare for 100 years, all you got to do is teach the women and the children, and that's the 100 years coming, right? There you go. Women and children. That's it. That's it. That's it. So and My book was dedicated to the young folks. It some is. young folk are 80, some young folk are 30, some young folk are 10. But it's, your mind got to be open to new ways of looking at life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you talk in this book about also about you talked about reading, what you read, and then what you watch on television. I thought that oh, was Lord powerful. Have, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Lord, how many, how many black folks does it take to look at empire? Why are we watching that garbage? <laughs> Why are we watching Atlanta House Women, Wives, or whatever you call them? Listen, man, George Frazier tells us on average, black folks watch 55 hours of TV a week. 55 hours of television, that's right. What kind of sense does that make? Garbage in, garbage out. Absolutely. In fact, garbage in, garbage stays, because it just stays in there. You can't I eat. Like that you got a, you try to get it out, and it stays. All the negative, you know, the facts that people say, I can't do it, and, and they see the lifestyle. They see the drama. They see the, the, the people acting crazy on the reality shows. You know, old people getting paid to act crazy, and then you go to your job and act like you saw the people on television, and you get fired because you acting crazy like the people on <laughs> Man, you know, you mentioned job. Yes. Again, I go back to my granddaddy, a guy with a Ph.D., went to the third grade. He said, boy, listen, when you grow up now, I don't want you walking around here talking about no job. I want you to talk about two-arm living. I said, granddaddy, what's wrong with a job? He said, boy, a job means just 
overbroke. Yeah. Job, J-O-B, is just overbroke. Yes. That's what a job does for you. What's two-arm living? Oh, that! I'm glad you asked. I thought you never would, brother Jolly. Hold that thought. Hold. We're gonna put him on. We're gonna put him on a on a cliffhanger. Y'all, hang on. We're gonna be right back after this quick break, and we're gonna come back, and you're gonna learn about two arm living and how you can use that two arm living to create a wealth life, a wealthy life. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And this is Dr. Willie Jolly. We're back with my special guest, Bill Picard, who has built a billion-dollar business. I'm so excited about having Bill. We've been trying to connect, and I met him at George Frazier's FrazierNet, and I said, this was worth me coming here today because this guy is a mover shaker. I done heard about him. And he said, I said, I done heard about you. He said, what? No, I done heard about you. I got your books. And I, I, I said, man, I'm so excited to meet you. And today we're here telling people how to do it, how to grow their success, how to grow their future. Real quick, what is two-armed living? Tell me about that. that that's powerful. And you got to understand that we, I grew up in a little town called LaGrange, Georgia. LaGrange, now, LaGrange Georgia. Georgia. Yes, sir. LaGrange, Georgia is about 30 minutes from Atlanta, Georgia, by telephone. <laughs> little, little bit of time, man. Little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. And there was, there was a couple things in LaGrange, Georgia that always popped. One was the cotton mills, and second, a little moonshine. You know? Yeah. And my granddad said, now listen, talking to them all because I never get out now. Hubbard, 
you you you're a good mechanic, and that's good now. But you gotta have two arm living here, boy. Parker Hubbard was a pretty good mechanic. He repaired the school buses. He repaired people's cars. He was a junkyard mechanic. But Uncle Hubbard made Uncle Hubbard also made a little moonshine up in the mountains. You know what I mean? Right, right. So so that two arm living was something. You gotta have something else rather than your main thing. And hopefully, he said. It's something that the government can't change for taxes. Right. I mean, this is a man who went to the third grade telling me this. And I don't understand it when I'm 9, 10, 12, and 15. But, oh, now, Jolly, I got it. Yes. I got it. You can't hustle in one place all your life. Mm. You can't have this one thing. And the Negroes who have the MPAs ask me, well, pick our uh, How did you get a multiple stream of income? How did you go about that? I said, well, bro, man, I don't have an MBA. But I can tell you one thing. Anybody who knows hustlers, they don't try to put all their hustling on one corner. You got to hustle in several different places. <laughs> several different places. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. So, so, and then, then I love this. You say you got to be optimistic. You got to stay optimistic. Always. Always. When I meet someone, I like to say I had a little encounter with a sister. God bless her. And, uh, and, I, and I said, I'm going to pray for you. And she said, well, don't pray negative. I said, sister, there's no negative thoughts. Because we had a little encounter. There's no negative. She was waiting on me for something. And uh, she was a little, you know, talking on the phone rather than take care of the business. Right. But I say every day, no one has the power nor the position to destroy my attitude. Can't mm. do it. Amen. I will not let you do it. Amen. I'm, I'm, I know what God has done for me. And if he's done it for me, Jolly... He could do it for Dottie, Dottie and everybody. Everybody. That's exactly Dottie, right. Dottie, Dottie, and everybody. He can do it. Absolutely. So let's assume that you're in front of a college class of young, uh, hungry entrepreneurs, and you're going to give them some tips. Here are the things y'all got to do to make it happen. What, what are the things you would tell them? Well, first thing I'm going to say, I'm going to start with Drake. I'm going to say we all started at the bottom. Here we are. It was still kicking, you know what I'm saying? That's you know right, saying? that's right, that's right. You just, got to, you just got to get up and make something happen. And I'm going to say most important is this attitude and vision thing. It's critical. Yes, You yes. must believe, you must believe that you can achieve and accomplish anything in the world. Right, right. God doesn't make any junk. That's right, that's right. But you must put the work in. Drake says it time and time again. You must put the work in. And, and, and of, course, in, and of course, you talk about faith. You talk about faith. Yeah. You, you say yeah, it's I, critical. Unequivocally. As a matter of fact, Drake says, um, every day, I'm blessed. And I know how I got here. And that's why I'm so blessed. Yes. So you got to keep the faith. You know, yeah. I tell people, I, tell, I wasn't no A. I wasn't no A student. I wasn't no B. I was a good solid C student who works hard every day. But I got news for you. The A students work for the C students and the B students work for the government. Mm. My, my, my. Say that one more time. The A students work for the C students like Picard and the B students work for the government. My, my, my. Now here's one of the things I love you saying here that the, the, that the best kind of faith is faith in action. 
In his book, Love, Medicine, and Miracles, Dr. Bernie Siegel writes, When you suffer a misfortune, you are faced with the choice of what to do with it. You can wring good from it or more pain. And so you've got to have faith to know that a setback is a setup for a comeback. You've got to have faith to know that you can turn your setbacks into greenbacks. You've got to have faith to keep going when stuff don't happen like the way you want it. you just got to have faith and keep it. And that's what you did when you said, I love what you said, that that time you didn't have the money that you didn't know how you are going to pay the bills, but you kept the faith. Didn't know how I was going to do it. But I heard my granddaddy say many a days down in LaGrange, Georgia, Solemn Grove Baptist Church. He would make a way out of nowhere. Yeah. He would do everything but fail. Yes. And you know, I didn't always understand it then, but now, by and by, I got it. Yes. He can make a way out of nowhere. He, he makes... never fails. That's exactly right. Is and I've that? learned one thing, Jolly, if I don't know anything else, every delay is not a defeat. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I love here what you got. Look, you got the finders, the minders, and the grinders. <laughs> Tell oh, us. Talk to me now. Talk to me. You, you into the book, boy. I'm in that book, boy. Yeah. Again, people say, well, pick up. You know, you don't have an MBA, you don't have a CPA, and yet you got these multi-hundred million dollar companies. Yeah, bro. He said, well, well how do you, what is the skill set you need? I said, well, man, I, I'm not a very learned man, but I know there are three buckets that make all this stuff come together. There's a finder, there's a minder, and there's a grinder. Yeah. And you got to see which one of those things you are. And I would suggest to you when you start out, you got to be all three. My, my, my. When we had one McDonald's, I had to go out and find the customers. I had to try to do anything we could to get them into the restaurant. Then I had to wait on them. I had to cook the french fries. I had to fix the Big Mac. And then the grinders. With me again. I was back there mopping the floors, cleaning bathrooms, man. I used to wear that little red hat at McDonald's, Jolly. Yes. And my students would come by and laugh on Friday night. Just, Look at Dr. Pickard. He's back there working at McDonald's. Look at that, man. He's working at McDonald's. Yeah, he, he's he mopping the floor. But they didn't know I was grinding for another day. Yes. <laughs> and when I finally got three, we got three McDonald's, I kissed that job goodbye. And I had been working for myself for the last 40 Five years. Ain't nobody payroll but mine. Amen. You sign the checks. You make the calls. You 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 make the decisions. Man, this is good stuff. Any last closing thoughts? We almost out. Our good ones go so quick. Last closing thoughts you want to tell people? It's easy. You can do this too. It's easy. You can do this too. A man who has who has built a company that does a billion dollar in sales, folks. He started in a little country town, LaGrange, Georgia. He went to Cleveland, Ohio. He was uh, uh, advocating for people without any uh, rights. He found an opportunity. He got a $10,000 loan to go and get in a McDonald's franchise and built up over 11 franchises and then in the automobile business he is an automotive supplier still doing that globally and what else? One more thing. Any other things you well, do? Well, one of my best investments man, I'm co-managed partner of the MGM Casino in Detroit, Michigan. I don't believe in drinking and gambling and dancing as a matter of fact, Jolly, my mama called me one day when the announcement was made that I was going to be co-managing partner of MGM. Yes. She said, boy, have you lost your mind? You know that's tainted money. <laughs> I raised you for to do right. That's tainted money. 
And my granddaddy's son, honey, leave that boy alone. Only thing wrong with tainted money, ain't enough of it. <laughs> well, I was at the MGM here in Maryland yesterday, and they were talking about the one in Detroit and how beautiful it is. And you're one of the partners. So, folks, he has done it. The book is called Millionaire Moves by Dr. Bill Picard, P-I-C-K-A-R-D, William F. Picard. Go get it. Seven Proven Principles of Entrepreneurship. Get it at Amazon. And uh, is there any other places they, they should know how to reach you or, or anything you want to share with them? Well, they get the book, they'll see my email address, but I'll give it out, and I return every phone call I get, Jolly. Yes, you do. All my life. Yes. So many folk have helped me, I can't say no. I it, return every call I get. Yes. But my email address is W. Picard, P-I-C-K-A-R-D, at A-R-D, logistics.com. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for making time. I want to thank everybody who's been listening. I told you I had a great one on here today. I want to encourage everybody to go to my website, willyjolly.com slash gift. Get the free gift I give you, willyjolly.com slash gift. Get the free gift I get you because I want you to be part of our gifting program. We want to give you books and resources to help you grow. It's not just about the radio. It's also about what you put in your brain and when you're thinking and your spirit. I also want to encourage you to get uh, the my willyjolly.com slash billionaire willyjolly.com slash billionaire go get that big wow box of all my books all my resources that will help you and your family to grow and you'll see that your best truly is yet to come I want to thank Dr. Bill Picard again and I want to thank you for all listening and making this a part of your routine go to jollymarriage.com and get the book uh, and get two copies for you and your spouse and you'll be motivated to keep rolling and growing make love make money make it last and remember the best is yet to come god bless you have a great week on purpose bye-bye podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com <laughs>